Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you one of our most practical interviews. We're talking to a lawyer and what really a startup and other health IT companies need. And our guest is Bill O'Toole, he's founder of O'Toole Law Group. Welcome, Bill. Hi, John. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I mean, we go way back. We, <laughs> we had a lot of fun experiences, even a trip to Dubai one That's time. That's right. That was an adventure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you have a breadth of experience, but you know, it's you know over 10 years since you left Meditech, where you did a lot of work with Meditech in your past and, and founded O'Toole Law Group. So how has the experience been for you, you know, kind of post-Meditech? It's been, uh, it's been rewarding and interesting, uh, challenging, all rolled into one as a solo practitioner. I'm, I do have to do it all, so I have to do the marketing, the lawyering, and the bookkeeping, but uh, it has been very rewarding. You know, it's uh, very little advertising, mostly word of mouth and reliance on the experience that I've brought, you know, to the table in many, many instances. So, you know, overall, I'm very happy with, uh, with what's happened and that I've been representing uh, entities in healthcare, be it a vendor or, you know, provider hospital side. Yeah, so it must be nice to work with a, a wide variety of companies uh, rather than just one. Is, is that what the experience has been? It is. It's been great. I mean, prior to uh, O'Toole Law Group, it was just one client, and uh, I learned a great deal. But then, you know, as you, you know, incorporate different client types, be it a small physician practice or an extremely large hospital, and then vendors obviously range from... Uh, big to little, and then there's a lot of interaction between the vendors, which has been a great and interesting piece of the business. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, that there's so much contract work and legal work between vendors and partnerships, which we do a lot of in healthcare IT. So is that a lot of the work you do as well? It is. Uh, I mean, it, typically, if I'm working for a vendor, um, you know, there would be customer contracts, but then, sure. you know, somebody, they might have a distribu distribution type agreement, resellers, uh, or you know, bringing in as an add-on, you know, type situation. So it really has become super interesting. From that avenue, you could either be representing, the, you know, the large vendor or the small vendor. So uh -huh. the variables are, <laughs> are are extensive, but it's all it's all good. So what are some of those nuances between the small and the large? I mean, is is, is there a prototypical thing that like, oh, large vendors usually want like overkill on their contracts or I mean like, is there is there some themes it can range you know it's um, you know both small and large could mm -hmm. have you know a real big set of requirements you know that they've developed uh, you know not so much so with a smaller vendor or a startup vendor you know they That's need true. they need to evolve to that point but uh, you, you know it can just the, the, the differences and sometimes, you know, it's the technology, you know, what are they into and who would they need to partner with? That mm -hmm. might drive then, you know, their requirements, uh, you know, almost as a heads up. If it's the big vendor, they say, okay, so all the little ones we're gonna bring in, you know, we really gotta get them all, this is not in a bad way, but, uh -huh. you know, into a certain mold. So sure. we can, you know, it's bring in this one and know that it works, you know, with that model. And once we do the model, um, then it can be replicated. Yeah. Have you seen some consistent needs or, or maybe themes from hospitals and, and even the vendor clients? Well, HIPAA started in 1996. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, became reality in the early 2000s. Then high tech, you know, developed on that. So, you know, needs from 
the hospital side is definitely, you know, these regulations, we must fall in line with ABCD. Mm -hmm. You know, from there, I've seen the theme with the hospitals of this data is very important and valuable. Mm -hmm. And as you know, we've seen uh, the high tech act massage that you can't use data for remuneration without authorities. So the hospitals have learned um, in a good way the value of protecting the data because they must. Yeah. And then in a good way, capitalizing on the data, you know, as we sure. go forward, it's been a, a big, um, a big new field, but it isn't really new. But yeah. How about the startups? You know, how how do they benefit from you know working with someone like you? Um, that's been a really really beneficial part and uh, of my practice and something that I really enjoy. Meditech was established when I got there, and I saw mm -hmm. tremendous growth while I was there. Sure. But with a startup, you're at the the, the ground floor. <laughs> you're creating, and you know that can really. Um, you know, some are very well prepared and they have, you know, done their work or they may have had a different company beforehand. So okay. they bring their templates so and models and say, you know, yeah. can we use this? And sometimes <laughs> you can. Uh -huh. And then you have the other ones that have, you know, a great product, great idea, super marketer team together. And uh -huh. then they're like, oh, these guys are going to sign and they have nothing. <laughs> they have you no know, contracts, so they're like, well, no maybe agreement. we can dust this off, you know, and, <laughs> and use that. So, um, uh, you know, the, the real reward with a startup is to... Um, come in and provide the value, you know, the protection. I mean, job part A is to get them business, mm -hmm. you know, be fair, you know, be protective, you know, legally. Um, and you got to do those together. I mean, you can protect, you know, very hard and then uh -huh. you don't get the business. So it's a real, a real challenge. And then as you evolve with the company and they trust you more and more, they work you in, you know, really as a member of the management team. And that's a big compliment. Yeah. That has to be. And I think that is the challenge is that, you know, as a, a lawyer for a larger company, you're really more protective. But as a startup, you have to balance the protection with if I'm too protective, I may lose the deal. Is, is, that, is that that kind of the nuance you have yeah, to work through? You know, and my approach is always this is how I'm doing this. This is most protective for you, the vendor, so you don't lose your IP rights or yeah, your business. Sure. Uh, and then you might run into an issue where the hospital says, you know, we just, we're not going to sign off on that. Uh -huh. And you have the, you know, the startup saying, we need this big, you know, contract with, uh -huh. you know, big ABC Medical Center in a major metropolitan area. So then you're faced with weighing out the pros and cons for the client. Right. You know, you can make a business decision. You know, here's the legal ramifications if mm -hmm. you reject what they're asking. And here are the, you know, benefits for doing it your way and help them to make the good business decision. Yeah, I, th I think many people don't realize that, you know, working with a lawyer is really a risk management choice, isn't it? True, <laughs> like, yeah. It especially is. as a startup. Yeah, I mean, I could be absolutely right on the legal issue uh -huh. and they lose the deal and then they say, well, what help was he? <laughs> Whereas if I didn't do the good job and they lost, you know, an avenue to IP rights, right. you know, then I'm not helping them. Right. So it's an interesting balance for sure. It is. So what are some of the other insights and experiences you've, you've had uh, over the last almost 30 years? Mm. Increased technology and, and efficiencies, you know, disk drives went from the size of a washing machine, <laughs> you know, down to, to this big. Yeah, um, for sure. So you've certainly seen a lot of that. And, you've, and I've seen, uh, you know, approaches or methods uh, 
occur, go away, and come back. For today we have software as a service. Well, 20 years ago, it was time sharing on computers <laughs> in a computer room at the vendor. Ah, that's interesting. It so is. they didn't have software as a service, but they had the rental the approach. The rental, you could rent it, and the you know, vendor would manage the machine for you. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, and I think, um, you know, hopefully with all the interoperability uh, focus that's being you know, uh, I, don't, I don't mean in a bad way, but forced, imparted upon, you know, our industry. Uh -huh. um, you know, I, I think that's a very, very necessary uh, theme and model that, that the industry needs to get to. Uh, data standards, for instance, within the interoperability. Other, you know, other industries do it already. Yeah. It can be done and we need to get there. And is that some of the important issues you see kind of for the future of health IT, interoperability? Um, I would say, Interoperability, I believe, will make everything better mm -hmm. for everybody. Um, you know, that will take some, you know, some kicking and screaming perhaps from certain vendors that, you know, for certain reasons don't want to do that. And I'm not yeah. necessarily knocking them, but I think, you know, societally, you know, and as we, you know, try to improve our healthcare system, we need to. The other big thing I think is the, uh, situational awareness and at first hmm. I was like no so what does that mean you know as I <laughs> dug into it you know the best example would be ventilators during during COVID mm -hmm. and uh, you know how many does a hospital have if they have 27 how many work you know I mean there's levels of detail that need to be achieved and you know in a very critical setting like that or someone may count a single ventilator as one and that's correct but can it be split and used yeah. two to four times or separate uses right and then how do you count that? So I would say um, the situational awareness and interoperability in the near future are the two very big themes for healthcare. Well, and it feels like the interoperability has lots of legal questions, whether it's rights to data, whether it's protecting the privacy of the data. Are you seeing a lot of work in that regard as far as who owns the data or, or other areas? Not so much ownership, I would say, okay. uh, in that if it's a hospital, they say we own the data. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the really smart ones might say, well, we don't own it, but as between us, <laughs> we own it. You know, my uh, opinion, I own my data, no matter whose yeah. system it's in. I own it and the patient owns it, maybe. The patient <laughs> owns it, correct. Uh, so, um, um, you know, the data ownership, I would say more the data responsibility as opposed mm -hmm. to ownership. Yeah. The hospital has the data, you know, in a certain environment and then they want to get it to another company um, or, or a vendor, but in between they might have the vendor to do the API to make everything work. Well, is that in between vendor the business associate of the hospital or of mm -hmm. the subcontractor to the ultimate target entity? So there's very, very complex issues there and small companies sometimes just don't know and sure. unfortunately you know, if they're faced with the, you know, the big vendor or the big hospital, uh -huh. they're okay, and <laughs> off they go and, you know, sign it because that's what it needs, you know, they need to get the deal done. So sure. um, there's a lot of heads up and needs on who's responsible. Well, I think you just highlighted the epitome of a good lawyer, in my opinion. You corrected me from ownership to responsibility, and I think that's what <laughs> makes a good lawyer. Yeah. It's the specific words and how they do it. So that's I, true. that was really an, an, a fascinating real time example of kind of the work you do, I think. Yeah, and you know, it does come down to the word sometimes and which one you're choosing. And that's, you know, in my opinion, you know, a fine craft to be able to do that so that. Uh, 
you know, two years, four years, however many years later, any lawyer, any executive could pick up the, you know, the piece of work and say, I get it, this is what it says, right. and the other side says, yep, that's what it says. Exactly. That's perfection. That's, that's lawyer <laughs> that's <laughs> that, ideal, right? That, that's the goal. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Well, you know, where can people learn more about O'Toole Law Group and the services you offer? Yeah, I've got my site lists all my services, O'ToolLawGroup.com, and uh, you know, I'm always eager to talk to people. Uh, you know, whether or not it leads to an engagement, I'm always sure. willing to uh, take a call and help out, or make connections, or you know, refer off to another attorney if it's something I don't do. So. Sure. Well, and I know you do a lot of uh, work with accelerators, so you have that experience. You know, I, you know, I, I know you personally, and know you're not going to just do it because you need work. You're going to do it because they need the service. That's, that's, so that's awesome. definitely true. I'm always willing to help. Participation in accelerators is uh, it's very rewarding. You know, as a judge, you know, helping to determine, you know, is sure. this applicant, you know, ready for can, prime time? Can they even legally do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then working as a mentor and, uh, you know, in an accelerator, often you see very little preparation only because they're sure. just starting out, yeah. meaning preparation in terms of, of legal documents. I mean, none. They were working on the product and trying to get money. So mm -hmm. that's why they're in the accelerator. Yep. And then mentorship hopefully helps them get a good, good jump start and, uh, you know, and beginning. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you sharing these you, insights John. and perspectives. And thanks, everyone, for watching. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com. Thanks, Thank Bill. You. Thanks, everyone.